All right. Well, the sweet sounds of Jimi Hendrix bring us to another edition of the Unified CXM Experience. And today we've got a special guest. I'm actually very excited about today's guest because we've been going back and forth for a while. Uh, It's Justin Schreiber, and he's the CMO of People.ai. And uh, People.ai, I'm going to let Justin talk about it a little bit, but they just raised $100 million in Series D, and they're at a $1.1 billion valuation, so they're growing quickly, uh, and a newly minted unicorn, which is exciting. So, Justin, welcome to the show. Brad, it's great to be here. I got to give you props on the intro music, too. I always say that the (laughs) intro music makes or breaks it, so you definitely got an A-plus on that one. Well, you know, I come from Seattle, and that's just where Jimi Hendrix comes from. And I'm yes, a huge indeed. Jimi Hendrix fan, and so and there's the uh, there's the Seattle Music Experience. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen I've been that there many place, times. But, I lived in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. So, and that's I don't know if you know, but if you look at it from above, it's a broken guitar. I know. I never had looked at yeah, it from so above. Yes, yeah, so it's a Frank Gehry building, and the, yeah. it, originally Paul Allen built the building to be the Jimi Hendrix Museum. And the, and the building is, if you look at a, like an aerial photograph of it, it's the you know, rough shape of a broken guitar. Uh, and the, in the way that if you kind of start to put it together and look at it, the building from the outside, sort of with that in your mind, you're like, oh, I, I can start to see it. But for some strange reason, I don't exactly know the whole history of it, but uh, the Jimi Hendrix family wouldn't give Paul Allen the rights and they got into this huge fight. And so it ended up being just the, the music experience building. Um, but there's still like a little tiny Jimi Hendrix piece there, but I always thought it was kind of a shame that it wasn't like just a Jimi Hendrix museum. Cause like that would have been totally awesome. Um, but, uh, that didn't happen, but, um, yeah, no, Jimi Hendrix and 10 years after those are kind of my two go to, uh, when I really need to let loose bands. Like, you know, I don't know. I think I feel like I need to buy, I mean, I need to buy a new car. I think, a, I think a convertible Camaro 67, with like those tunes blaring out of an AM radio. Oh, that's it. That's Nirvana. That's good. That's Nirvana. That's good. And anyway, so Justin, welcome to the it. show. Uh, I'm excited that you're here and I'm going to be on yours in a, a month or so. And you've actually already right. talked to our CRO, Luca Lazarone, um, about mm-hmm. two or three months ago. And he had a, an amazing experience on your show. Um, I, I don't think my experience with you will be quite as amazing. We don't do custom books and stuff like that, but, but we are, we are, we're here to have a fun time. So what I thought we'd do first is just for everybody who may not know who people.ai is, I thought I'd let you just do your quick elevator pitch on that just so people know what it is. And then what I want to dig into is you've got this program that you're running, which I think is amazing. And we've been you know, sort of talking about it and raving about it internally at Sprinkler, how brilliant it is, called Legends of Sales and Marketing, uh, where you identify different people who are legendary um, not, and not just in their own mind, and you bring them out and you get to have discussions with them and you've created this whole series around it. So I wanted to kind of go behind the scenes and sort of go underneath and understand how you're using that as a business driver. So, but first... Let's talk about people.ai. Like, get, us, uh, get us up to speed on that. Well, our promise to customers is that if you work with us, we will help you to increase the productivity of your sales reps every year. And the way that we do that is we deliver what we call a smart data platform that powers the world's best account and opportunity management. A smart data platform automatically captures all your email and calendar and conferencing, and we use AI to generate recommendations that we then apply to account and opportunity management. Wow, that's pretty cool. And what happens if they don't increase their productivity every year? 
Your money back, guaranteed. Really? Everybody, everybody, Grad, everybody that works with us sees an improvement in their producti- their sales productivity. Oh, so you haven't had to have to deal with that problem yet. <laughs> We've never had to deal with that problem. Well, that's kind of cool. Did. All right. All right. Well, that's awesome. Well, I, sh- I hope we're not going to be the first one. So we'll, we'll definitely, that's actually a really good pressure. We've never had a customer not improve their productivity every year. Yeah, so I don't know what we would do because no one's ever asked, <laughs> had that problem before. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I do like the money back guarantee idea, though. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about legends of sales and marketing. So first of all, w- what was the genesis of it? And, and just give us a little bit of background on kind of how you came up with this as a tactic and, and talk to me a little bit about how you think about it as a business tool. We were, when we ran into COVID, shifting formats into uh, what we had called virtual CRO and CMO forums. And so we would bring together 10 to 12 CRO CMOs we'd get a celebrity CRO to come and facilitate the session. Everyone enjoyed the time they spent together, but I was always surprised by the number of people that would come back to me and say, hey, that facilitator was fascinating. I would love to get to know their backstory. And I heard that enough to to realize that there was something to it. At the time, I was also really into the podcast, How I Built This uh, with Guy Raz. And, yeah, uh, yeah, for those that awesome, haven't heard awesome that, podcast. it's basically the backstory of all the favorite startups that you know yeah. about, but with all the so great. trials yeah. and travails. And <laughs> I said, what would happen if we did a podcast that kind of brought together the format of how I built this with some of these legendary CROs and CMOs. And so it's a pretty straightforward, uh, format, but it's working really well. We start off and we talk about the childhood and early adolescence of these, legendary figures and you know when people hit a certain status you forget that they were kids at one point but we get into their backstory and then we talk about the way that they've had an impact from a professional perspective and inevitably by the end of the podcast we're able to draw threads through their childhood and into their professional life interesting luca uh luca did a great interview um sierra sprinkler and he, uh, he talked about early on as a soccer player, he had this innate desire to lead. But in his mm. mind, leadership was all about being the boss. And he's got mm. some really funny stories about um, trying to boss the coach around and boss everybody else around. And, and he talks, <laughs> though, about how he transformed as a leader and, and ultimately realized it's not about being the boss. It's about um, removing roadblocks and obstacles from people. But that innate desire to lead is still a part of who he is and I think part of his success. And he was able to temper and direct, direct that over time, which was just part of his evolution as a, a sales leader. He often talks about the job of a leader is to inspire, educate, and inspect. And what, but what in he, that order. And also is very, very exactly in that order. And he's always very careful to caveat it. Because he said often when you put that word inspect in there, a lot of people grab that and they make that their thing. Uh, and I actually, I worked under a leader at Microsoft who's, who's not there anymore. And I'm not going to bother mentioning him, but he was all about the inspect. You know, he say, his, his, his saying was, expect what you inspect. Mm. So his whole thing was all about inspection all the time. It wasn't super inspirational. Uh, with Luca, he's able to inspire and he, and, he, and, he, and he leads his team with, you know, a lot of education. People follow him from company to company because they're learning. And he's very easy for him to bring teams on board because they want to work with him. 
Yeah. And then he's also, you know, good at inspection and getting dr- drilling in, but that that's not where he starts and and he's he's always always cautioning people that don't make inspect the first thing because then you just become a detail manager that no one wants to work for. So he's 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 been a really it's been inspiring and educational for me <laughs> to work with him. Uh and I've been inspected a couple of times too, but not really so much that is it's the inspiration and education has been amazing. Um, okay, so talk to me a little bit about the other reasons before it, though. So I get that you were hearing people wanting to know backstories. Uh, you're bringing together these groups. That's awesome. But there's obviously a business rationale for it. You're using it uh, as a pipeline generator. You're using it to drive something. So talk to me a little bit about how you're thinking about this tactic as something that's part of your marketing motion to help people AI grow. Well, we've actually built a full funnel marketing program around the podcast. Obviously, it's a phenomenal source of content for us. As these leaders get on and and share the secrets to their success, we're able to translate that into content of all different formats, whether it's video content, uh, snippets that we can put on social media. And that really helps us to build awareness at the top of the funnel and establish ourselves as a thought leader as we align with these other individuals and develop the thoughts that, that they share on the podcast. Um, as you move down the field or the funnel and start to think about lead generation, and actually we ran this play with you guys. Luca was on the podcast. We mm-hmm. generated a custom page for Sprinkler. Um, mm-hmm. We're using a Mutiny that recognizes when someone from Sprinkler hits our website and automatically serves the custom page. So now Grad hits our website and suddenly it says, Grad, you know, great to see you. Love people from Sprinkler. Check out this custom page. You go to the custom page, there's a big picture of Luca. Here's the three things he talked about. Here's how People AI can help you deliver on that. And we can then convert that into leads. Once you're in the sales cycle, um, our pitch actually draws on a lot of the content that we, that we harvest from the podcast. So when reps mm. are up there talking about, we, we do account and opportunity management and our formula for success, we might pull in a quote from Luca. Hey, you know, Luca phenomenal CRO. This is how he does it. And in our product, we're able to actually serve up technology that brings that to life. And then lastly, when we're going to close the deal, um, a lot of the, the folks that we're interviewing on the podcast become customers and then become referenceable. I've got a rapport with them at this point, so I can ask them for a reference that gets inserted into, um, the, the pitch deck, uh, zoom, for example, is a big customer of ours, Ryan, the CRO gave us a great quote that's in our pitch deck. So when we're trying to close, mm-hmm. we can say, Hey, here's what Ryan said about us. So it's turned into a really nice, robust program. And there's some continuity that takes you from awareness all the way through to getting a deal done. That's awesome. Wow. Beautifully described too. How heavily are you resourcing this program? Like how big a part of your marketing spend is it? Um, so we, uh, we've got a phenomenal PR team dedicated to the effort, um, an external Mm. PR team and a production team. Uh, we've actually, I've intentionally not gone super high budget on it. I've, I really focused on the quality of the content as opposed to the production value, but it's still a a professional that own podcast. Hopefully people will agree with that. Um, the magic though is in twofold. Number one. We definitely want to build our listening audience because that gives us credibility so we can go out to the next guest. We're, we're in the top 3% of business podcasts right now. 
And that yes. helps me to get new guests on the show in the future. Just, just dangling that out there. The other area where we'll invest heavily is on those custom pages from an ABM program. Every time we feature a guest, we make sure that every person in the company knows about them and knows how people AI can help mm. to bring to fruition what the guest was talking about. Fantastic. So how's it going with Sprinkler? Are we a customer? Well, we're working on that. We're working on that. Oh, geez. Okay. So we're still in the funnel. All right. <laughs> so, so what part of the funnel are we in and what's, what, what's the, what's the snag right now? Where, where, where are we, where are we kind of held up? Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to air the dirty laundry on the podcast, oh, but suffice it to no. say that I have full confidence that you guys will shortly <laughs> be one of our, our most raving fans. And, uh, we're okay. going to put you, we're going to blaze you across social media when that's the case. Okay, we'll go with that one right now. Okay, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see that you've got this Salesforce integration going on right now. So you want to talk yeah. about that a little bit? That's kind of cool. Yeah, we're really excited about the partnership that we've established with Salesforce. I've been, I've been in the space for 20 years now. I made the uh, not so fortuitous decision not to go to work for Salesforce back in 2002. And uh, it was a fateful yeah. decision. What were they going to turn into, right? <laughs> I was at Siebel. You know? Yeah. Come on, Siebel. I, I, wow, that's the I company was at Siebel. We were yeah. going to conquer the world. <laughs> so um, clearly, though, Salesforce, the powerhouse. Um, the challenge, though, that Salesforce faces is they've got a, a tech stack that now is 20, 25 years yeah. old. Good point. Built on a relational database. Yeah. Um, AI is, is kind of seeping into what they do, but really not part of the DNA and this notion of graphs is really kind of new. So we're, we're partnering with them and um, can help them do a couple of things that aren't native to that platform. First of all, everything we do is embedded in Salesforce. So seamless experience, you log in. But we'll do things, because we're automatically capturing every person you talk to, every email you send, every video conference, and loading that into CRM, the first value is, and this is magical when reps see this for the first time, I log into Salesforce and all of a sudden the data is just there. I didn't, I didn't enter anything. I didn't lift a mm. finger. It just shows up on top of that. You've got AI that says this deal isn't going to close because we know who you're talking to and you're not talking to the right people. Talk to so-and-so they love that. And then the third thing, and this gets down to the account management, the world-class account management is we can do things like how many times have reps had to build org charts for QBRs? Go into PowerPoint, mm -hmm. you get LinkedIn up on the second screen, you're making the boxes, the little lines yeah. never connect because yeah. the thing's yeah. screwed up. You log into to People AI, embedded in Salesforce, the org chart just lights up. All the mm -hmm. contacts are there. And then you click into a contact and it shows you the complete history of anybody in your company that's ever interacted with that person, what they talked about, the nature of the, the interaction. You go into a QBR, you haven't done anything, but you can immediately have a meaningful conversation about, yeah, we know Grad's on the list. Um, Mike talked to Grad five weeks ago. Let's get him and see if we can get. So it's, it's really a game changer in terms of, and that's the smart data platform, the auto population and the intelligence being layered, layered into a mission critical function. That's awesome. That is a really cool story. Gee, we should have this product. I Help me out, brother. Help me out. It'd be great for Sprinkler. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're not interviewing me until September. You know, that's what happens. <laughs> all right. All right. We've got some work to do. Uh, so so let's, let's talk about you for a couple minutes to kind of close this out. By the way, I, I really appreciate you letting me in kind of behind the curtain because, 
you know, it's, it's, it's always, um, that, that to me, like for the audience that we have, um, it's this sort of behind the curtain stuff that people really love and, you know, how, how are new tactics emerging as, you know, things keep changing all the time. So, uh, I love this tactic. I think you're doing a great job. One thing you didn't mention, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is what you do. Was it, am I correct in remembering that you sent a hardcover bound book to Luca at the end of it? Yeah. Um, so we take the interview and then we translate that. We take the best quotes from the interview and then the little snippets behind it. And we turn that into a book. Um, it's leather bound. It's got a beautiful picture of the person in the front. And really that is because um, I truly do really appreciate the time that the guests spend with me. And I truly believe that their stories are unique and exceptional. And I just wanted to be able to convey to them how important I thought those stories were. Um, and actually it was my wife's idea to do the book. And she said, you know, cause she'd listened to the podcast. She said, the kids of these people need to know these stories. And mm -hmm. so let's do a book. And, uh, that was the genesis of it. And, uh, it's, it's been a real pleasure to do. Uh, blue Luca's mind. Like well, we have a daily ELT standup. So we have a 15 minute uh, on Tuesdays. It's a bit longer, but we have, we meet every day. And uh, that was the entire stand-up one day. It <laughs> was going on about the book. He loved it. It was great. Oh, that's I was like, great. oh, that is an awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome tactic. So, so if you um, if you had a hardcover book about you and your career, you know, what would the kind of key chapters be, and, and how do you think about your career in retrospect? I, I think uh, one of the chapters would definitely be about elementary school for me. I had a really hard time in elementary school. I had dyslexia. I didn't know it. Um, but mm. because of that, I really struggled to read. And um, I just thought that school was hard and that was kind of the way that it worked. And mm. so I showed up every day and I gave it my best. And I, never, I, I didn't actually realize I had dyslexia until I had kids who had challenges with dyslexia. Really? Wow. I went on to become an English major. <laughs> Wow. Because I love the story so Talk much. About leaning into your issues. That's amazing. Good for you. I love the story so much and I love literature. And I, I did notice that it took me five times longer to read a book than it took my peers. But I just assumed that's because I was a slow reader. But what that taught me as a kid is number one, um, you got to be tenacious and stick with what you mm -hmm. love. And number two, um, I found that uh, things ultimately work out if you do your best. Um, you're not always going to knock it out of the park, but life tends to reward people that are just keeping their head down and working hard. Mm. Yeah. That's a, an old quote, you know, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah. So you true. I heard that. Yeah. Yep. It was actually, I very first time I heard that quote was in a movie, um, Empire of the Sun. Have you ever seen mm. the Steven Spielberg uh, movie? Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago about uh, Japanese prisoner of war camps, but, uh, and the father in that one, dad, you hit, that's his quote to his son, I think. And I think I, there's a, I think it's a famous British something politician, et cetera, or someone like that who said it originally. So, um, okay, well, and then, you know, if you had one lesson that you've learned as CMO that you would, you would impart to a new CMO, someone who's like just in the job and they say, Hey, Justin, help me out. What, what should I think about? What should I worry about? What tips do you have for me? And what would be your advice? Well, it's a two-part answer. Number one, you have to know what your superpower is. You have, to on, mm. you have to genuinely know what sets you apart and makes you unique and have learned how to manage your time in such a way 
that you can really lean into that space and create value in that space. But then the corollary to that is you need to know what you're lousy at and you need to be honest mm. about it and you need to be transparent about it and really good at finding people that compliment you. It's not just being open to welcoming those people in. You need to know how to recognize the talent and recruit the talent because ultimately it's the portfolio of talent that you've got on the team that allows you to be successful. Right. Wow. That's great advice. Wow. Fantastic. Well, Justin, thank you for the time. I'm super looking forward to um, my time with you coming up in September. I have to think about, it sounds like this childhood stuff's really important. So I'll, we're going to go deep how to frame. Yeah, I know. My, I, my I got a couch. We're going to lay you out on the couch and, and we're going to no, crack this, you this, open like a this walnut. This could get ugly. This could get ugly. It's like, I don't know. I, I try not to go to my childhood very often, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I might buy, well, I'll, what I'll do is I'll book a therapist appointment right after. And okay. That way, uh, if anything gets really, really Put nasty, you back I'll be able to kind of recover and put back together right afterwards. Um, but I am looking forward to it. So, and thank you for your time today. Um, so any last words or any last thoughts before we, we wrap for today? Well, it's been, uh, it's been a blast. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Justin, thank you very much. All right, for the Unified CXM Experience, I'm Brad Kahn, CXO at Sprinkler, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>